Champions cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spiteri, joined by Allison Aletha. Al, how's your weekend going, my friend? How you doing? Pretty good. I'm having a good weekend. Uh, yesterday was another community day for Pokemon Go, so I played that a good chunk yesterday. And I'm almost done with Blue Lion's House in uh, Three Houses. Fire Emblem. So, yeah. yeah, I'm having a good, like, gaming weekend. It's been kind of nice where I haven't had any, like adulting or life responsibilities this weekend <laughs> how about you nice uh i i've probably played like 20 hours of metroid dread this weekend already nice. um on friday and saturday so working on a project for that and uh that was pretty much my whole day yesterday except actually speaking of adulting so i i slightly just bonked I slightly like touch. I was going to the bathroom to to rip some toilet paper to blow my nose, and I like just slightly bonked my toilet paper holder, and this thing just fell out of the wall. And so when we moved into our house last year, there's these like rickety toilet paper holders on the wall, and like I've tried tightening them, but they just loosen up like immediately after. Uh-huh. So like they're just like the biggest jabroni toilet paper holders you've ever seen. So I actually was so fed up, I just ripped it out of the wall. So <laughs> oh I do have to go after I'm done recording today buy some new toilet paper holders four new toilet paper holders which are outrageously expensive by the way yeah they're way more expensive than you think i'll say this as soon as you buy a house everything breaks everything yeah and yep it costs money to upkeep a house i know that feeling very well (laughs) yeah dude like i could i could 3d print toilet paper holders that were better than these (laughs) things in my wall they're they're brutal they're brutal and like for a year i've been putting up with them and like you know, they, they, they're on like a 45, I can't even say a 45 degree angle. They're, they're on like a 36 degree angle, like sloping downwards. It's just, it's the worst. So uh, today or yesterday was that I was like enough that I don't care. We're, we're just buying these and we're going to go and get them. And I looked up where they are and that's the mission for today. So that's, that's my adulting weekend, <laughs> but that's, that is counterbalanced by, like, like I said, 20 hours of Metro Dread. So, I mean, you got it, you got, you win some, you lose some. There you go. Um, all right, Allison. So I have to tell you something. Oh, okay. Speaking okay. of winning some and losing some, um, I I was presenting our February 13th Super Show, which I guess is the same day as the Super Bowl, by the way. Oh. So I, I didn't know that. You could tell how much I follow football. But uh, our, our February 13th Super Show featuring the Champions cast versus Omega Metroid um, – the the lads over on Omega Metroid were were talking a little bit of smack, saying that perhaps uh, they're going to walk away victorious on the thirteenth. Do you have any response to that? Any anything you want to say back? Um, you know, I was feeling really confident until we were talking last week, and you were telling me about the questions. And I mean, I got nothing on Metroid, so I am a little like I'm. I knew going into that that I wasn't going to get very far with that stuff, but. I feel like I'm very knowledgeable with Zelda, so I'm hoping I can make up for it with that. So I don't know. We'll see. I wasn't. I wasn't feeling like super confident after that talk we had last week. We'll just have to see, I guess. I feel it's. If I feel like if I was you and Corey, I'd be. I'd be talking a lot of trash. But that's just how I. I compete. So uh, <laughs> it makes winning better, but it makes losing worse. If you if you're gonna go that route, which I know all too well, um, so yeah, just a friendly reminder: Champions Cast Twitch that's going down February thirteenth. Uh, Omega Metroid versus the Champions Cast, Zelda, and Metroid trivia, and I've got also something secret up my sleeve as well oh, no. for that neither team knows about. Oh, so God. a a bonus round, if you will. So there we go. Um, before we get into today's show, I were I really quickly. Just want to touch on um, two things really quick. First of all, I got a lot of uh, really positive feedback for our Princess Mononoke episode last week, Gal. What about you? Sweet. Yeah, some good talks. So that I really liked that episode. That was a lot of fun to talk about because 
you know, sometimes you get a little tired of doing like top five or rank this and rank that. But that was kind of that was a fun episode, and I'm glad people really liked it. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. It was it was a nice, refreshing change of pace, and I'm wondering if maybe we should uh, go out of our way to maybe do that with some other movies that are you know kind of Zelda esque, if you will, um, because I think that that could be a fun little uh, little experiment that we do. And in fact, we have a feature over on Zelda Dungeon where we have talked about movies before that remind us about Zelda. So I don't know, maybe maybe we could pick some of those in the future, sit down and watch them because I I don't think I've ever seen most of the movies that people were talking about in our uh, legendary pictures category. So that could be fun. Yeah, I agree. That would be a lot of fun. Um, really quickly too. Did you, did you see the big news this week about um, Microsoft buying Activision? I did see that. That, ugh. What, uh, what, what do you think about that? I've, I've had very mixed conflicting thoughts, but I was curious to see what your take was. I mean, I don't really play a lot of... Uh, for one thing, I'm not, like, a Microsoft uh, Xbox or any kind of, like, I don't really play any of those games or delve into any of those con- in the consoles or anything like that. I have played a few Activision games, and I don't know what they were planning for the future. So, for me, I'm kind of indifferent on the idea, but it kind of feels like, in a sense, like Disney buying out all these different <laughs> You know, movie companies, franchises, and stuff, it kind of feels like Microsoft is the Disney of video games where they're going out and buying all these different, you know, yeah. gaming companies. That's kind of the that's kind of the take I, I saw with that news. I agree with, with that take, actually, which is why I was so conflicted. Because when I first heard this news, I was like, okay, well, I, I can't say that I've played an Activision game in... I, I mean, I can't even tell you the last Activision game I played... But I also made a commitment, like, I'm not going to play those games just because of all the news that came yeah. out with Activision and what a slime ball uh, their CEO is and, and stuff like that. So what the, my my very first thought was like, oh, okay, well, like, I, it doesn't re- this doesn't really affect me, and it looks like Call of Duty and stuff is going to still be cross-platform anyway, so whatever. It, it's not, it doesn't affect me. And then I was thinking, like, well, you know, and, and, I, and I have an Xbox, by the way. I have all, I have all the consoles. And then I was thinking, too, um... Maybe this is actually a really good thing because I'm sure that like Phil Spencer and his team are absolutely going to clean house, uh, you know, out of Activision, get rid of uh, Bobby, whatever his name is, and get rid of all the executives from from Activision and Blizzard that have been, you know, so disgusting over the last uh, X amount of years. So I was like, all right, well, this is a good thing. And then I was just like, well, I mean, honestly, though, is it like this is very, very close to I mean, it's certainly not what you'd call a monopoly, but I mean my goodness, like they've bought Bethesda, they've bought Activision, they've bought, um, you know, it it just, it's, it's a lot. And I kind of made that comparison too to Disney, except where I think the, the differentiating thing is, is that most people I think have a really positive opinion of Disney. Yeah. And I just like think that they're this like evil Mickey Mouse corporation (laughs) that, that is like making movies worse and like making shit like, I, I, I just don't, I don't know. I mean, I love The Lion King as much as the next guy, but like modern 2022 Disney is just like this this corporation that makes me uncomfortable. And like, I just think that uh, I I don't know. I, I'm looking at Microsoft and it's hard not to make those comparisons. And like, I think that Microsoft has generally done a really good job so far. Their Xbox division specifically, I think Phil Spencer seems like pretty good guy, but... You know, I, I don't know. So I I had very conflicting thoughts about this this news, and and I'm kind of a nerd for for that kind of stuff and industry talk and, and whatever. So um, yeah, I, I just I wanted to see what your thoughts were because I'm still like I'm still not really sure where I land on it. You know? Yeah, I mean, I like like you said, I think it could be a good thing for all the same reasons as you said. Um, but yeah, it is kind of weird, and I'll be the first to say like it's really hard to view businesses like Disney as like this corporate greed business because I really like Disney and I like Star Wars and I like Marvel and I like Disney movies. So it's like hard to enjoy. You want to enjoy the media, but you also know that there's some sketchy stuff going on behind the scenes. So it could be the same this, this way, or it could be, you know, a huge benefit. I don't know. Well, and I guess really uh, only time will tell as my father always said. Um, But Allison, we do have a lot to get into here today. 
So uh, why don't we just go ahead and get this show on the road. We have a, a really fun show. And I had a hell of a time actually getting my list together for what we're about to talk Me about here. too. But... Man, like, it, this was really hard, uh, surprisingly hard. But, <laughs> so you might remember a few weeks back, we did a show, and it was basically picking out the all-star Zelda dungeon team. So we went down, and we we looked at, you know, what's the best intro dungeon in the series? What's the best forest-themed dungeon, ice-themed dungeon, desert-themed dungeon, mini-dungeon? Uh, we even had the, uh, the tower vertical 2D dungeon category which i'm sure we could think of a more eloquent name for but we never really got there <laughs> uh, so so we went down and we picked our absolute favorite of all those categories and we had a, a heck of a show i had a really fun time doing that and now we're doing the reverse so this is the reverse all-star team so the worst of the dungeons in these uh, in these categories and this was not as easy as you might think right like it it seems like it's very easy to say like all right, well, this this sucks, this sucks, this sucks, like that. But I had a really, really hard time because Allison, um, I was trying to look at like the actual layout of the dungeon versus like versus like maybe the system it was on. I'll, I'll use this as an example. Like, so Phantom Hourglass is is not one of my favorite Zelda games, and it's not one of my favorite Zelda games because of the control style, right? But I don't know that you could hold that against the dungeons themselves just because they happen to use that control style. Yeah, like you know what I mean? Yeah, I like get that. It, I I felt like that wasn't fair, almost. You know, um, I also made a rule on my list not to have Triforce Heroes because <laughs> that would just be every single dungeon in Triforce Heroes, and I haven't played all the dungeons in Triforce Heroes because I just couldn't get there with that game so i mean for the sake of list diversity there's no triforce heroes and again like i mean those dungeons are you know i've played the the first couple dungeons they're bad they're uninspired but i i don't know i i feel like that's just the game's fault and not the dungeon's fault necessarily you know what i mean yeah. like i have this own weird criteria in my own head and it made it very hard to pick dungeons and i'm probably going to be apologizing to every dungeon as if they were my next door neighbor when i list them <laughs> because i i think that you know for the most part like there are a lot of really really great dungeons and like just because you are the least memorable or the least i don't know you're just not as good as your other contemporaries doesn't make you a bad dungeon and you kind of had a hard time too because so many of the early dungeons like from the nes games and from even like to a lesser extent, um, Link's Awakening and A Link to the Past, they're, they're like, a lot of them are just kind of themeless. Like, they're just mm -hmm. 2D dungeons that have different colored blocks. So yep. that is also tough. Yeah. Um, I agree 100%. I had a really hard time picking this list because um, what we always talk about on this show is just because we don't like something or maybe the game wasn't uh quite there with the technology doesn't mean that these things are bad, these dungeons are bad, uh, um enemies sprites visuals uh technical things that you're doing are bad it's just because of it, it like you said it's kind of the game's fault so i agree i am also going to be apologizing for a lot of my list um and i just want to preface now that some of these are just because i don't like them personally and i know they are really popular and some of these are just because unfortunately they are not as good as some of the more modern right. 3D stuff. So I apologize in advance. I am not dissing these things whatsoever. It's just they don't they don't quite reach it for me as far as these categories go. So that's all I'm saying now. <laughs> all right. So there's our very long disclaimer. <laughs> um, we want you guys to play along with us, by the way. Let us know what your least favorite dungeons are. I'll have the template in the, uh, in the episode notes. So go ahead and play along with us. But let's start off at the at the very beginning. Let's go to the worst intro dungeon in the series. Allison Aletha, you are on the spot. What say you? I feel like I have a few cheater answers throughout this, but I don't care. I get to cheat if I want. Um, I'm saying Forsaken Fortress from Wind Waker for intro dungeon. And I know a lot of people... What? No, just listen. I know a lot of people don't really consider that, but I do because it's like your first real bit of action that you're kind of taking in Wind Waker where you see enemies and stuff. However, 
if I'm considering like our intro dungeon criteria that we've talked about on that episode before is it's supposed to kind of prepare you for what you're going to be doing during the rest of the game. And I don't think Forsaken Fortress really does that. First of all, they take your weapon away. You don't have a weapon the whole time. And you're kind of sneaking around. And just the stuff that you have to do does not really pertain to the rest of the game or the rest of the dungeons that you're going to be going into. It's just kind of this, like, it's like a side mission that you do this weird stuff. But I feel like if you're going to have that type of, like, material at the beginning of the game, it should be a legit dungeon. Like, some people think that uh, Dragoner's Cavern is the intro dungeon. So I just feel like that's not, it's kind of a poor way to introduce how you're going to be playing this game. Hmm. Okay. You know, I can by the criteria that you just listed, I can accept that answer. But oh man, I think that's like maybe the most fun dungeon in the Wind Waker. Like the first part or the second part? Yeah, like the first part where you got to be stealthy. Yeah, and I I love that part. It is fun, but like for the intro dungeon criteria, it doesn't it doesn't really do the job. Okay. Well, I was. uh, I was a little bit more um, just black and white with mine here. <laughs> uh, the The worst intro dungeon in the series for me is uh, Parappa Palace from Adventure of Link. And uh, like I said, like the, the NES games don't really have a lot of themes. And uh, I, I knew that I had to get Adventure of Link on this list somewhere <laughs> because, I mean, I just, you know, the, the dungeons I feel like aren't, incredibly enjoyable um and this dungeon is really no different it's a it's a monochrome dungeon everything is black and gray and and white there's little red windows here and there but like it's really just you know kind of a bare bones dungeon um i you know in the criteria of actually teaching you what you're supposed to do in a game i think this does a fine enough job but it's just kind of a you know it also teaches you that you're going to be punished you're going to be facing enemies that are going to kill you often and frequently um it's got you know i don't know it's it's got a cool boss i guess it, got, it has horse heads so i mean he's kind of a a cool dude you get the candle but um i i think you know if i'm looking over intro dungeons in all the series like the 2d games you know have solid if unspectacular intro dungeons and i think that i would put every 3d intro dungeon above this one for sure and even the the classic nes uh, legend of zelda one above this one so kind of by default this is my least favorite intro dungeon yeah, I can I can understand that. I had my own role where I said I wasn't going to put anything from Adventure Link. One, because I haven't played it forever. And two, because it's like my Triforce heroes. So <laughs> so I, I, well, I anything you say from Adventure Link, I'm going to agree with. But I tried to keep um, it off my I, list. <laughs> I think that's, that is the last Adventure of Link on my okay. list. I mean, because like, the, like I said, the dungeons don't really fit anything. Like a different themed dungeon is just having... Instead of gray blocks, you have purple blocks. And it's like, okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, all right, let's keep it going here. The forest-themed dungeon. I put you on blast first last time, so I'll, I'll go here and, and I'll let you uh, put me on blast because I'm sure that you will disagree with this. Oh, no. Um, but my, <laughs> my least favorite forest-themed dungeon comes from the Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker. I knew it. it. Is, of course. I knew it. The wind. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, uh, I was about to call it the Wind Dungeon, the, <laughs> the Wind Temple. Um, there's nothing, like, inherently wrong with this dungeon as a 3D dungeon. Uh, however, I feel like I don't like that it... I mean, I mean, I don't like that it's themed as a forest-shaped, like, dungeon at all, because you've already done one mm-hmm. in the game at this point. Um, I don't like having to play the song of whatever in order to control Makar a bunch of different times. Uh, you get the hook shot, which is kind of a, a mediocre dungeon item at this point in the game, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like everything is like, it's kind of okay, but it's it, nothing really stands out for me in particular. And then, um, you know, I know that a lot of people really love the, uh, the final boss, but I've, I've never really been a big fan of Mulgara um i just i don't know it's just it's an okay fight it's an okay setting um it's it's just okay like everything about it is okay it kind of reminds me almost of like the water temple and like you have that one big room with the mechanic in it that you need to keep coming back to but like i just feel like this isn't fun 
like it's not a fun thing to keep coming back to it whereas like i feel like when you do master the water temple it can be fun so yeah i i I think that this is my my least favorite forest themed dungeon although i will say that i think that forest themed dungeons have maybe the strongest representation of any dungeon in the series yeah actually i was thinking the same thing when i was coming together with my list because i was like dang this is like one all this forest themed dungeons are really pretty strong throughout the series so i was having a hard time this was probably my hardest one to be honest and i can understand that that being your choice it it, I don't think it's a very, like, the most popular Wind Waker dungeon, to be honest, even among Wind Waker fans. So, I, it's understandable. Right. Mine, I chose, um, okay, I chose Skullwoods from A Link to the Past. <laughs> and my reasoning was, like, it doesn't feel like a very strong forest theme. Um, you do go into the Lost Woods and you kind of get to jump like the dungeons kind of split up and kind of get to jump back into the woods and then go back into the dungeon and that's kind of how the only feeling i really get that it's a forest slash woods feeling kind of dungeon and as i said before um when i replayed a link to the past after so many years i found it to be really hard and this might just be me like i just find it very difficult for some reason but wall masters are my enemy in this game and you got a lot of wall masters in Skullwoods. So it's just, um, I feel like there's so much stronger forest, uh, dungeons. The, uh, final boss is okay, but it's one of the least exciting for sure of all the forest enemies that you fight. So I just Mm -hmm. kind of feel like it's not a horrible dungeon, but it's just, it's just the least in my mind of that theme, I guess I should say. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I think that a lot of the early 2D dungeons, Link's Awakening, um, Link to the Past, can be a little bit underwhelming. I'll throw the oracles in there as well. Like, like I said, like most of them are solid, but you know, when you when you go up against competition, like the Forest Temple or Forbidden Woods yeah. or you know, that it, it's it's tough. Um, I was going to say, I you know, Mossy's is shaking his head somewhere in disgust, <laughs> but he doesn't even listen to our show anymore. He just, he, he stopped listening. <laughs> He's like, these yeah. guys, them and their hot takes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the water theme dungeon here. Uh, we'll alternate here. So you can go first, Al. Okay. What say you? I think I know your answer. This is, this is one of the ones where it's just a total bias. I just don't like this dungeon and that doesn't mean it's bad in any way. I know a lot of people really like it, but lake bed, I can't, I can't handle I yep. can't do it. Yep. Um, <laughs> and I'm sorry for the Twilight Princess hate. It's just I feel like the puzzles that you have in Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, and other water dungeons that you've been in, they make more sense. Like, yeah, they're difficult, and they're kind of, like, um, spread out among the dungeon. But the for Lake Bed, for the life of me, I just have such a hard time with the puzzles in that main room trying to remember which door I need to go through, which door I'm unlocking. And the boss fight is, I I mean, if you're a speedrunner and you're good at this game, it makes sense to you, but it's pretty hard for me. I have a hard time because it's such a big space and you're just this little, little link against this giant fish in a huge water space. So I always have a hard time with that too. Although I do really like it when you are finally able to hookshot the eye and you get on top of it and you're like just stabbing the eye relentlessly. I do like that bit because <laughs> yeah. it's very satisfying. Yeah, cool. But aside from that, I just, I really struggle with it. And so that's why it's on my list for this. Not because it's bad. It's just, I struggle with it so badly. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much the same thing for me. I, I chose like that as well. And I, like, the actual dungeon itself is, like, pretty okay if you are kind of going at it at a leisurely pace, which, I mean, I'm sure most people do, but, you know, we play this game for the Zelda Dungeon Marathon, and um, yeah, you've got to somewhat be efficient with your movements, so, you know, I, I think that the, you kind of nailed it, like, the central room where you have to rotate all the stairways, like, I'm sure that it makes sense to, like, almost everybody listening, but I just, like, I feel like I just always have a hard time wrapping my head around it and like i feel like i just get turned around in this dungeon all the time and um you know i i feel like a lot of the rooms kind of blend together for me although it does have that really cool kind of coral looking uh stuff that you can grab onto like instead of the leaves it's like corally mm-hmm. so that that looks kind of cool 
But um, yeah, I, I, I'm not really a big fan of this dungeon for most of the reasons that you laid out. Um, it's just like a confusing dungeon. And, and I think that Twilight Princess is a game of like incredible highs and incredible lows in terms of its dungeons. So while I do have a few more Twilight Princess dungeons on my list, uh, I, I also do want to say that like I think Snow Peak, Arbiter's Grounds, Temple of Time, like those are like top 10 dungeons for me in the series. So yeah. Um, I don't want to make it seem like I'm dogging on this game, <laughs> but you know, you, you get the claw shot here, which is like an okay item, you know, for the, for its placement in the game, I think that it was okay. And the Morpheal fight is, is pretty awesome. Um, although like you said, if you, I find that like when, when you're doing it right, it's really cool. But like if, if he kind of blows you off and you're just like floating and bubbling and just, you know, you're just a leaf in the, in the pond, then, <laughs> then it kind of sucks. Cause you got to swim back and get repositioned. And man, the the stuff when you're finding Zant later and he kind of does his Morpheal gimmick, that is just that's awful. That's rough. Yeah, that's, that's rough. Ugh, that's rough. Yep. So yeah, the lake lake bed is my consensus pick or our consensus pick here. Um, okay, let's keep it going. So I had a very hard time picking out my least favorite fire dungeon, and I'm wondering if perhaps we might have picked the same because I was racking my brain. Racking my brain, I'm like, you know what? Fire Sanctuary is cool. I think Fire Temple from Ocarina of Time is great. Turtle Rock is a great dungeon. Um, you know, the uh, the Cave of Flames from Minish Cap is is awesome. And I'm like, what the hell am I gonna pick? And so I I almost feel like I'm copping out by picking this at all because <laughs> it's not inherently a fire themed dungeon. But I am picking Varudania from Breath of the Wild. Okay. Um. And yeah. Okay. I, I think that that speaks to the to the quality of all the different fire dungeons in the series because I feel like there's nothing like inherently wrong with with uh, this divine beast. I mean, like it's got the same exact gimmick as, as all the other divine beasts, and like you have to you know you have to change the this one I guess is at least a little bit cool because you can go from horizontal to vertical depending on Rudania's positioning. But I I don't know I I feel like it's just like you know, it, it's very, it's very bland. It's very, um, you know, generic, I, I guess is the word I'm coming back to here, where it doesn't really offer you anything fiery other than Fireblade Ganon and, uh, you know, the, uh, overlooking, um, the volcano. So this, this is my answer. Um, I feel, <laughs> I feel like I'm almost kind of cheating looking for it, but, uh, or, or picking it, but you know, there it is. Vavradanya. Okay. What, uh. Let's see. I will say that it's it's uh, at least kind of neat that I believe you start this one off in the dark, right? Yes. Yeah, you do. When you walk into so, the the vine beast, it's dark. That's something, at least. Um, I can totally see that being an answer, and um, I do have a divine beast later on in my list because it it. I, I, we'll get to it. I'll explain it later. But like, I I totally okay. understand your reasoning. However, I cheated on mine. And I used the same dungeon for fire and ice. And this is just for the cir- like the circumstance of this dungeon, unfortunately. No hate to this game whatsoever. I actually really love this game. But Sword and Shield Maze from Oracle of Seasons. I chose wow. for my fire and my ice dungeon. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> because it's both, technically. And uh, yeah, I just I'm surprised you're dogging on it like that. I thought that was a cool dungeon. <laughs> it is. Except for the except for the theme. The theme is awful. <laughs> it is a cool dungeon. You know, the ice part is the shield. The fire part is the sword. It's just because of the circumstance. When I finally got to this dungeon, it was really long. We'd been playing these games for so long, like two weeks straight, you know, and I was just kind of over it. And unfortunately is it is a 2d uh you know dungeon so like you said it was really hard to choose from most of the other fire dungeons because a lot of them are really good i wouldn't say all of them are as strong as like forest theme but they're still really good and i still really enjoy the fire levels of video games so this one unfortunately just because my feelings of the time are were pretty negative i just i didn't care for slipping around on the ice and I'll just give my ice answer now I didn't care for slipping around on the ice I was over it I just wanted to finish the game and I just the overall it was pretty forgettable because it was just so long and (laughs) I was just trying to bust through it you know I didn't really retain a lot of the information so unfortunately 
those were my choices. Oh. However, I did have a backup for Ice, which was Temple okay. of Ice from Phantom Hourglass, because kind of the same reason. I'm, like, over it at that point with that game, and you're slipping around, and I'm just not an Ice-themed person whatsoever. So you're slipping around, and I'm frustrated, and the puzzles are, like, all over the rooms, and it gets really annoying. So that was my backup. I see. All right. Well, uh, I can't. Wow. That's. That, well, I thought that was a really fun dungeon. But if it was uh, early guess... on in the game, maybe I might have had a lot more fun with it. Maybe. Oh, or if man. I replay the game in a couple years and not try to blitz through the two games together, <laughs> it might be much more enjoyable. Well, I guess. Uh, uh, so let's just move right on to um, to Ice Theme Dungeon. I was kind of hoping that you might be able to steer me in the direction that I needed to go because I, I'm kind of still conflicted even right now. Um, I had two options for for this dungeon, and I think I think I'm gonna go with my initial instinct. But my my backup option was to say maybe it's the Temple of Ice from Phantom Hourglass, mm -hmm. and um, I started thinking about it, and I was like, you know what, like. As far as Phantom Hourglass dungeons go, this one isn't dreadful. Like, the, the actual scenery looks kind of cool, I think, in comparison to the rest of the game, right? Like, um, I you get the, um, uh, what is it, the, not the whip, like the, the rope or whatever in this dungeon, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, that's right. I don't So I, I think that that's, I, don't remember if it's I think that's that. a cool item. Yeah. Uh, I, you fight Gleok, so I mean, that's, that's pretty sweet, right? Like... So I was like, you know what? I don't know. I don't know if, in good conscience, I can go with this game. So I think I'm going to go to my first choice, which is also tough because I also feel like ice dungeons have a lot of really good, you know, uh, dungeons to pick from. But I'm I'm gonna say the Ice Palace from A Link to the Past, and I'm mostly going to say this not because I think that it's bad, because I think that it's actually very solid, but maybe it's just solid. Whereas I think that other other dungeons that take place in like a snowy area, like uh, Snowhead or Snow Peak, come to mind, right? Those are like really awesome dungeons, um, and and I, I think that those ones offer, I don't know, they they're just a little bit more complex, a little bit more uh, intuitive. Um, I feel like the Ice Palace is a little bit short. I feel like the final boss is is a little bit lame. You just you fight the the giant eyeball in the in the frozen uh, in the frozen block of ice. Um, I can't even remember what item you get from this dungeon. Mm. So I I just feel like it's kind of like, yeah, you know, there's nothing special about it. it. It's the layout is like every other 2D dungeon that you've ever seen in your life. So that that was my answer, and I think I'm going to stick with it because I do want to give. Even though I'd probably rather play this dungeon versus a Phantom Hourglass dungeon because of the controls, I think that, all things considered, the dungeon in Phantom Hourglass at least was, like, try it was trying, yeah, you know? Yeah, true. Very true. So, yeah, that's my answer. Well, I guess, uh, I guess let's move on to the next, uh, to the next one here, Al. I... I was I was going like I go then you go and then I but now you pulled this this double header business and I forget <laughs> who was going where. I think it's so, uh, I think I wanted to go ahead and do ice because it was going to be my turn to go first anyways. So it's your turn to okay. go first. Okay. Well, here we go. You remember what I said about uh, the divine beast Varudania? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> copy and paste that and you have my answer for the desert themed dungeon. I'm going Vonaboris again. This is tough because there is some very good competition for like desert themed dungeons. You have Arbiter's Grounds, you have Spirit Temple, you have the Desert Palace. Like these are all like very very excellent dungeons. Um, Sandship, if you're considering that, which why wouldn't you? Uh, I mean, these are like some of the best dungeons in the series. And so I come back to it and I'm just like, well, you know what, dungeon isn't all that great. <laughs> uh Vadaboris. <laughs> and it doesn't really even feel like a desert themed dungeon yeah. because other than the fact that you're like in the actual desert right um but it, it's mostly got to do with like electrical currents and stuff like that and i think that that's all like that's fine it's fun but you know it's it's just got the same divine beast problem where it's just kind of the same thing 
as everything else. Now, the part leading up to Vanaboris, where you're on the Sand Seal, that's a blast. Mm -hmm. That that's really fun. And if only they, I don't know, if only they could have incorporated some of that stuff into the actual dungeons. I don't know how they would have did it, but that could have been, you know, that could have been awesome. But yeah, as it stands, uh, Vanaboris is my pick for desert themed dungeon. This is the last divine beast on my list, so I'll stop picking on him after okay. this. <laughs> um, yeah, that's also a fair pick because you would think it should be more desert themed, depend because of its location and you know of its champion. But you know, it doesn't have a lot going on for it. Um, again, I have a divine beast later, so I don't blame you. I'm going to be ripped apart for my uh for my entry <laughs> and again this is just because of my personal opinion i just don't like this dungeon Linero mining facility <laughs> Boo! <laughs> i know i know a lot Boo! of people really really like this one but i just i have a hard time i have a hard time at this point of the game i feel like the portion the pre-portion of getting to the dungeon is excessively long for no reason you go through the desert and you find out your way is blocked to um the temple of time and then you have to go through the desert again to get to the mining facility to like do the underground way to get to the temple of time but then you find out that you can't get into the mining facility so you have to go in at like a turn on all the nodes to get in there and then it's a really long dungeon in my opinion uh, uh, my opinion you're doing a lot of back and forth in the main room um and <laughs> i think some parts of it are cool especially when you do the bits where you're, you do the time shift stones and you go back in time and it's all technological and different rather than deserty and the boss fight is really okay. If you didn't have to fight it again later, it probably would have been better. That's that's one of the boss fights where I'm like, oh, I don't really need to fight this one again. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. It's a weak boss yeah. fight. And overall, it's just not my favorite. It just it feels very long-winded, the whole thing of getting there and doing the dungeon. And I just feel like there's a lot better desert dungeons in the game that I actually enjoy playing, like Sandship and... Uh, spirit temples. So, unfortunately, this one just is at the bottom of my list. You know what I have to say to that? Oh, God, what? <laughs> boo! I, oh, boo. <laughs> I was like, I didn't hear it. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> You'd rather play Vanaboris than Lanayru. Let me just say, I can do Vanaboris in two minutes. <laughs> Oh my god! Let's just move on. What a, give me, give me your scary theme dungeon, your worst one of the series, Allison. I've got, I've got the boo video ready to go again if I need it. So you, you better be careful. I think I actually put this at the bottom of my ranking list when we were ranking the scary dungeons. If I remember right, I could be wrong, but I said, and again, this game is really good. I really love this game. It's just the circumstance of technology is the Explorer's Crypt from Oracle of Seasons. Um, there's just a lot more stronger scary dungeons and unfortunately just because of technology and the time that this game was come out and you know the device that this game came out on the only thing they were really able to do to make it spooky was change the color of the tiles and maybe give it a little bit of a creepy theme but not that much I, there's just far more disturbing things in the series than uh, this dungeon unfortunately so it's just the weakest in my opinion Okay, I can accept that. That that doesn't get a boo. That, that's okay. Yes. <laughs> um, so I I have a Twilight Princess dungeon here, and it's the Palace of Twilight. But I, I actually oh. felt bad about putting it here, because I don't dislike this dungeon, actually. I think this dungeon is fine. But there are a few things that, for me, make it stick out and be one of the uh, one of the weaker, scary-themed dungeons. Um, and, and first of all... It's, it's the actual placement of the dungeon. Um, it, it feels like... So, to put in context, so you've just done uh, the Temple of Time, and then you spend absolutely forever getting all of the different uh, whatever so that you can activate the, the Rod of Dominion or whatever. And then you do City in the Sky, which takes, like, 16 days to complete. And then you're just like, all right, I'm ready to end this godforsaken game. And then you go to the Palace of Twilight, and it's like... This, this feels like it should be a final dungeon, but it's not. It's really just a pit stop on your way 
to the final dungeon. So it's it's just kind of like the placement alone, I feel like hurts it in the game. And then I think that the actual dungeon itself isn't really much to write home about. You don't really get a, a dungeon item. I know that you get the upgrade to your master sword and that's fine. But you, you don't get like a traditional dungeon item. You have those stupid hands that are chasing you trying to get those orbs everywhere and it can be extremely frustrating. Um, you know, and, and I can hear people saying like, oh, get good. But I mean, <laughs> it's it's frustrating, right? Like, especially when you go into the black mist and it barely touches you and then you transform into a wolf and you're just like, ah, um, I think that the Xant fight is is cool, but there are portions about it that are not cool. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, the Morpheal part of the fight is kind of like, eh. Um, See, so yeah, uh, yeah I, I think that this is kind of the the last place scary theme dungeon, more so by like circumstance rather than because I think that it's absolutely awful. Because I actually, I don't think that it's awful. Um, but you know, it's just uh, it's just uh, the the luck of the draw. I think when you look at the other scary dungeons, um, obviously Shadow Temple is probably the king dark palace uh skull Woods, stuff like that you know i i feel like those all just flow a little bit better to me and and you know what maybe if this like it maybe i'm kind of breaking my own rules here because i'm not examining the dungeon just as a dungeon but i i do think that it is hard to separate the placement of where you actually you know complete that dungeon versus looking at it in a vacuum in and of itself so mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe that's unfair to this, but yeah, I, I picked the Palace of Twilight just cause, you know, it's, uh, it probably doesn't need to exist is, is, is how I feel. <laughs> it probably doesn't need to exist. I love it. Um, I didn't, I've never really even considered that one, but it is creepy in a way. Um, I remember being, uh, when I was younger in 2006 playing this game and those hands freaking me out. I mean, they're basically like wall masters, but they are a little mm-hmm. disturbing, just a little bit. So I kind of get why you would put that one in that category. But yeah, it's definitely not the the best of the scary dungeons. So, All right. Uh, the worst mini dungeon. Take it away. Worst mini dungeon. I had, a, I had a hard time picking a mini dungeon. I did too. I actually, I cheated on my oh. list. It's not a mini dungeon, but it's a sequence. Okay. Um... Ooh, a sequence. <gasps> if a sequence, I could choose yeah. a sequence, I'd choose that. Do, do you want me to go yeah, first and I can buy you some yeah, time? Yeah, go for All it. Right. Cause w- All right, so I, I absolutely cheated here because <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of mini dungeons, and I'm like, man, these things are too are too small to be, like, awful, right? Like, I actually really like but, most of them, to be honest, like, almost all of them. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I feel like I can't think of one stinker in the bunch. However, there is a sequence, and it's mini dungeon-esque, so I'm cheating and putting it on my list. And that is the sequence in Oracle of Ages yes. where you wash up on Toke Island. This sequence is horrible. It's horrific. It's it's such a momentum killer to me. Like when I'm playing this game, the game like grinds to a stop when I get to here because it's just like, oh my God, I got to go and get all of these different items and do a trading sequence and this and that. And usually I think trading sequences are actually kind of fun, but when it comes to the expense of like progressing in the game, like it's just like, it just to me felt like such a kind of sequence. Um, Momentum was completely stripped away from the game at this point. And every time I play, it feels like, I mean, it probably only takes like half an hour to do this sequence. Right. But it just feels like it takes absolutely forever to get all the stuff that these guys need and trade for all your stuff back. And you got to go back and forth through time and move stuff. And like, I always forget to, to move this or move that or plant the seeds here. And it's like, Oh God, just let me like, let me continue. So this is, this is uh, one of the ones that actually I don't feel bad about putting on. I, I really dislike this part of Oracle of ages. I think that's totally fair. And as soon as you said sequence, I was like, Oh, it's okay. I went from Oracle of ages. So if, you know, if I could, if I had a different choice, I would choose that. And I'll, I'll tell you what, any type of uh, mechanic or portion of a game that takes away all the stuff you have and you have to earn it all back, I just find super annoying. I think Boca Blink Camp does it better, but it's still obnoxious because you spent the whole game getting all these items and now you have to go get them again. It's just, it's just dumb and frustrating. And like you said, it's a momentum killer. Um, mine that, that I chose, um, just because it's just, it could be frustrating and inconvenient 
kind of for the same reasons is beneath the well from Majora's Mask. Just because if you don't know all the items that you need to do like a single trip down there, you would be in and out of that well. Because you have to have certain items for the Gibdos to let you through in order to get, I believe it's the mirror shield, right? You get the mirror, mirror shield in that. So, yeah, it just, I feel like it could be frustrating. But it's still like, it's still a decent mini dungeon in a way. I, I feel like most mini dungeons are a lot of fun and I enjoy them. They're good breaks from the, like, mm -hmm. doing the whole, like, dungeon, dungeon, dungeon. It's a nice little break to do something just a little bit different and not in the main sense of the game. So, I, I yeah. that one's just kind of a default answer, to be honest. Uh, yeah, well, I, I mean, I think that's fair. Like, uh, if, if you're not... If you're not really adequately prepared and, and you want to explore every single door, like you're gonna be, you're gonna be running around and, and getting things. And then, like I think that the the beneath the well does do a good job of providing you most of the stuff that you need in there. I think it's it's what it's only like a potion or something like that that's not available in the well. Yeah. But, but if you don't know, that's only if you open. Yeah, that's only if you open certain doors and, and yeah. do things properly. So, yeah, I I can see that answer. I, I think that's a fair answer. And there's no like inherent reward i think other than going to uh iconic castle after yeah. so yeah i think that's totally fair um but yeah toke island ugh. yeah that's ugh. that's rough <laughs> um all right well let's let's flip it here you go first this time tell us your least favorite we gotta think of a better name for this tower vertical 2d dungeon <laughs> i wonder i wonder if we're gonna have the same answer i feel like this is a pretty easy answer actually um or if it counts at all i don't I don't know. This is hard. Uh, I said Temple of the Ocean King from Phantom Hourglass. Um, it's just, except you, like you're not going up in the in a tower in a sense, but you are diving down basement floors, so it kind of feels like it's underground tower. I guess I don't know if you want to count it that way. It it felt like it fit the criteria to me, but it's very repetitive. I I know how to do it because you know I speedrun it. I know how to do it efficiently. But I totally understand the frustration of going back and doing these rooms over and over and over again. Uh, yes, you do come back with new items and you can kind of get the rooms done faster for the most part. But there are some rooms where even if you have an item, it's still they're still kind of long-winded. And you just keep coming back and delving deeper into this dungeon, you know, this uh, temple. And I just, I totally understand the frustration of it. So I put this on my list. I, I'll tell you why I think that doesn't count. Um, oh, no. In my in my criteria, and I mean, granted, this is a very loose criteria, but it, for me, I'm thinking of these dungeons as in like, okay, so like there, there are many 2D dungeons where you have to go and like, let's say use a trampoline to get up to a higher floor and then you fall through a couple blocks and it leads you to another place or maybe a ledge that was unavailable for you on the floor that you just jumped up from, mm -hmm. right? Um, or that you just came from. So I, I think that Temple of the Ocean King, like once you're done with the floor and you go to the next one, you don't have to worry about the previous floor anymore. Whereas in my criteria, like in the Tower of Hera, you you kind of, you you do have those, or let's use um, the Palace of Winds and Minish Cap, for example. Like you do have to kind of strat uh, like plot out like where you're going to fall because you need to fall in the proper place to get to the proper area. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there are a couple instances where you do have to solve puzzles between two floors on Temple of the Ocean King. Does that count? Well, I mean, you know, you know that temple better than I do. So, uh, you know, if you're going to count that, that's going to be my answer for all day, every day. <laughs> but uh, I, I chose um, the ice ruins from A Link Between Worlds, okay. actually. Yeah. And, um, You'll notice I didn't choose this for my least favorite uh, ice dungeon. And that's because I actually think that this is a pretty, uh, it's, a, it's a fine dungeon. But it's probably my least favorite, or one of my least favorite ones from A Link Between Worlds. And I think it's specifically because you do have to fall so much. Like, there is a lot of falling from floor to floor in this game and landing on the proper, like, uh, tiles or, or rings of ice or anything like that. Um, very easy to just fall into the abyss. And there's a lot of like elevators and, and vertical moving parts in here. And it's, uh, you know, a, a lot of the game, like there's a big sequence where you go outside and like you start off at the top of the tower and you literally just fall, 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 fall until you get to the bottom and you get the, the final key that way. So I think that 
I don't know. Maybe like, maybe this is just a little bit too, like it's almost like too big for this style of dungeon where like there's too many floors to fall from. Because I remember going to the bottom and if you fall in the wrong way, you're just like, oh my God, I got to just take this trek all the way back up to the top. And it's not exactly intuitive getting back up. And then it kind of has like the same, uh, the same lame boss as uh, A Link to the Past where I don't remember his name, but it's basically the guy inside of a block of ice, and uh, it's not a very fun battle. Uh, it's just kind of, you know, it's it's a whatever battle. So this is my answer, again, kind of by default. Not that it's awful, but yeah, I think that other ones just do it better. So, yeah. There you go. That's, there that's we go. A solid answer. Whose turn is it, Al? Is it your turn or my your turn? Your turn. Okay. Well, here we go. Um, so my, my pick for the... <laughs> For the the worst technology themed dungeon, I don't even know. I'm looking at my own list. I don't even know if this counts. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, I feel I feel very uh, suspicious if this counts or not. But I had to get it in somewhere. I'm going to say the Tower of Spirits from um, from Spirit Tracks. And basically, every criticism that you've heard about Temple of the Ocean King, you can apply it to the Tower of Spirits. I think Tower of Spirits is a better dungeon because each floor is themed a little bit differently um but it's 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 just not that it's not that fun and i had a tough time picking a technology themed dungeon so maybe there there are some people kind of crying foul about this because i i think that you could make a case like each floor in this game or in this dungeon is a little bit different and almost like its own theme but i think like technology was kind of where i ended up you know lumping them all together so it's my list so there we go uh, so yeah, Tower of Spirits. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, fair. I haven't played that game yet, so that's why you won't see any Spirit Tracks uh, temples on my list. So I can't really agree or disagree with you there. Um, my choice, and this might, I don't know, this might be weird to some people, but it makes sense in my brain, is Naboris, Vanoboris. And the reason I say that is because it's pretty heavily technology based with the electricity and stuff but i for the life of me have never actually done that dungeon correctly and i know you could do dun these dungeons in different ways and like have you know different outcomes kind of but in the purpose of getting every single node to work um having every single electrical current on and working the way that it's supposed to be I've never been able to do that and I don't think I ever will even try and I just think that it's a little more difficult um it, it's kind of like the lake bed in a way where it just I get a little lost with that I know how to cheese the heck out of that dungeon and do it really quickly but it's definitely not the way the dungeon was intended and I wonder how many people actually do the dungeon as intended or how many people get uh Revali's Gales first so that they can Revali Gale the middle uh terminal in the whole dungeon without having to worry about getting both sides working in order to open that Hello. Gate. So you, oh, you yeah. know what I mean like I don't think anybody actually does that dungeon or uh at least not anymore the way it was intended to be done and therefore I think it's kind of poor technology wise that's fair. I, I think that this, other than Forest, was, like, my toughest one. Because I just, I couldn't think of anything Yeah, that it was fit. a little hard, like, yeah. I was thinking of technology-themed dungeons, and I'm like, all right, Tower of the Gods, but I think that one's fun. Um, Divine Beasts are kind of technology, but, kind of, like, kind of not. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to put that. Um, yeah, I was, I was just like, what is there? Like, I, I don't want to put anything with Time Shift Stones, because I love those. So I was like, oh, I don't know. So if anyone else has some suggestions, I'd be, uh, I'd be maybe open to persuasion here. Yeah. Um, but let's let's go the themeless dungeon here. Okay. Oh boy. Themeless. I have two in case. Um, I don't know. One of them doesn't work. But definitely me... my least favorite, one hundred percent, probably my least favorite dungeon ever, is City in the Sky from Twilight Princess. Dude. <laughs> is that yours too? You've been. You've been waiting. Everyone's been waiting for us to talk about City in the Sky, and here it is. <laughs> City in the Sky is I. It, it's just it's an. I, I, all right. First of all, first of all, the music for this dungeon is awful, <laughs> and it's just like this dreadful. 
I, it's so bad. I'm gonna make it the intro music for this week, and everyone can listen to how bad that music is. Okay. <laughs> Let me intro it's, the music of this episode with a horrible song. <laughs> it's it's horrible. Uh, this this dungeon takes like a million gajillion years to actually beat. Yeah. It's so freaking long, and if it was like if this dungeon was half the length, this would actually be kind of uh, a cool dungeon. Maybe. Uh, maybe it wouldn't actually because. Yeah, you know the the gimmick of like swinging around like Spider-Man, pretty cool. That's a pretty cool gimmick. But you're just in this in this dungeon, and it's got this horrible music. It's got this drab setting. This this is Twilight Princess at its ugliest. Okay, <laughs> so you've got this drab gray setting. Everything's gray. Okay, there's like patches of green here and there, but it's it's Twilight Princess green, so it might as well be gray. You got gray clouds, and it's just like, oh my god, this is depressing. And you spend, I kid you not, probably like the first time that you ever played Twilight Princess and you're doing City in the Sky, I bet you you do that dungeon for like three hours. Three hours takes forever, forever. And like, there, oh my god, there's, there's the... The final boss actually I think is that is pretty is pretty cool. You're fighting a dragon and that's kind of nice. But like again, this kind of goes back to what I was saying with like placement of dungeons in a game. Like god, like you've just this is like your eighth dungeon of Twilight Princess, okay? And it's not like the other dungeons have been short. And you've already spent like 3 hours in Ordon Village with that miserable opening. Like at this point you're just like, dude, let me fight Ganondorf for God's sakes. Yeah. And and that's why, unfortunately, the Temple of Twilight or the Palace of Twilight suffers because it comes after this. So, it, you know, it, it kind of gets some of that uh, heat from this dungeon by proxy. But man, this dungeon just is just, you know what I said about, about Tokai Island sucking the momentum out of out of everything? That is City in the Sky to an absolute nutshell. It's, ugh. Yeah, it's like it's like really hitting a wall when you play this game. It's just it it's unfortunate. I I honestly think it's there's always something in a Zelda game where I'm like if they just took it out, like I'd be fine. You know, I would think this had good pacing. I would think that we had enough a sufficient amount of dungeons and and then we beat the game and it's great. But I feel like this is just one too many. It's kind of like the Oracle games where they just unnecessarily have eight dungeons <laughs> and Twilight Princess, I do have a lot of dungeons that I like in this game, but City in the Sky is just way too much. Um, and then you still have to do Palace of Twilight. You still have to do Hyrule Castle afterwards. It takes too long. Um, I just am not a fan. I just feel very uh, fatigued at that point of the game. I do think I think it's unfortunate that the boss fight is really cool. Because all I want is to get to that boss fight, and it makes the rest of the dungeon feel like a huge slog. I also do really like the double claw shot idea. Um, I think double claw shots are a fun item. Great. Yeah, and yep. like being able to be on a wall and turn around and get to another wall. I like that in Skyward Sword as well. So I like that stuff. I just... It's unfortunate that this dungeon exists, in my opinion. Dude. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> So there's a point to this dungeon where you have to to turn into Wolf Link and you're going across some some tightrope. Oh yeah. I like I whenever I get there, I just like groan as loud as I can. It's like oh god. And and I know okay, I know that some people don't like it when I go off about Twilight Princess and and point out some of the shortcomings that I think this game has. But let me challenge you. If you think that I'm sitting here. Just yelling at the clouds, calling Twilight Princess ugly for no reason. Go and Google screenshots of City in the Sky and tell me that that is not the most drab, blah dungeon that you've ever seen in your life. Dude, I could just, I could look at my door, my white door with splotches of gray here and there. And that, that looks about the same as, as City in the Sky. And I, you know what? Imagine looking at that for three hours. Ugh. This is this is the dungeon that I did not feel bad about putting in in this category at yeah. all. At all. Yeah. Even Lake Bed, I was just like, you know what? There are some pretty cool things about this dungeon that like I I feel like I'm not very good at it and that's what makes it bad for me. I think City in the Sky is just like bad. It's just bad. I just wish it didn't bad I dungeon. just wish it didn't exist because then 
then it would give you it would free you up so much of that chunk of time you feel like you're kind of just in a slog where you'd be like okay i've finished what temple of time right before this and now i'm yeah. ready to go into the palace of twilight and hyrule castle it's kind of like it's kind of like in skyward sword where you're putting together the hero song i i wish that portion of the game was gone because it would just feel like the next logical step would be okay i'm finishing up the game i'm working towards finishing up the game instead of doing another portion that i kind of feel doesn't need to be there you know what i mean Man, you could do the entire hero of the song in the time it takes you to do this dungeon <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> i don't think i'm joking i think you legitimately could do that i mean yeah i'm sure you could I, i'm sure speedrunner that's good at speedrunning this game could definitely well i'm i'm sure that andy spateri who's bad at both games could <laughs> could probably do the hero of the song in the time it takes him to do uh city in the sky but yeah this is just oh man what a what a dungeon this is um so yeah that's i was i was looking and i'm like where else can i put this in my list because like <laughs> you wanted to like uh, double up on it <laughs> yeah it's just like is this the worst uh is there any ice in this dungeon like you know that i can so yeah city in the sky all right final castle dungeon allison what uh what do you got um, you know what? This one was also kind of hard because I, in general, really like Final Castle Dungeons. Um, I'd say, I say this, um, it's, it's kind of hard to say this, but Skykeep is my answer. And it's kind of hard to say, like, it's a castle, but it is, like, the final dungeon of Skyward Sword, and it takes place in, a, like, a castle that's upside down, I guess, or... I don't know. It's kind of hard. Okay. the the arch uh, the architecture doesn't really fit, but it is this portion of the game where again I'm kind of fatigued at this point because I just did the the hero song, and if I hadn't done the hero song, maybe this is kind of like your placement argument. If I hadn't done the hero song before it, if it was just went from you know the last dungeon to Skykeep, it might have been better. But you kind of go in and do these rooms that are a lot similar to the other dungeons that you've done in the game and you're kind of tired of that at this point i do like a couple portions of it like when you uh fight the pirate dude again i can't remember his name i'm not good at thinking names on the you know on the spot like that but i like fighting him again because he's a fun mini boss and some of the puzzles are fun i guess but otherwise you're kind of doing this puzzle to get into the rooms to get the triforce pieces and i'm not I'm just not really excited about it when I get there versus the other castles in the series where I'm like, yes, okay, this is the final dungeon. It has awesome music. I actually really like doing redoing some of these bosses or redoing some of these themed rooms. You know, these are kind of fun. They're short puzzles and great. But when I get to Skykeep, I'm not that excited. I'm more excited about the stuff that comes after. You know, I, I think that's fair, actually. Um, Skykeep is like... It's an interesting, yeah, because yeah, you're right. It's technically a final dungeon, but it's it doesn't almost feel like that. It really just feels a collection of mini dungeons. Yeah, which is I think why I was just kind of like, okay, um, I'm not gonna pick that, but I did think about it. Okay, I did think about it. Um, I also thought about the uh, the windfish from Link's Awakening. Oh, okay. Because I I was just like, you know, the the actual like. I mean, I guess if you want to be real, like, the final dungeon is Turtle Rock, but then you do go up to uh, the mountain and you go inside, and, like, if you don't know the uh, the directions to go, then, I mean, that kind of sucks, right? And the final boss is kind of whatever. However, there is an obvious answer, I feel like, that uh, I have been, I've been avoiding beating up on for this entire show, but the time has come to beat up on no. it, and that is Temple of the Ocean King. Arguably the worst dungeon in the Legend of Zelda series. Um... I mean, I'm. What more? What more can you say about this dungeon that has not been said before? You you go through it. The, so the final the final time that you do this dungeon is the sixth time that you have to run back and do Temple of the Ocean King. And I know that you're gonna defend it and say that you can do it optimally and that there's shortcuts and stuff like that. You know what? You're right. But the fact that you have to do this dungeon six times is ridiculous ridiculous and like it's not like it's a cool dungeon that has different <laughs> different themes for each floor like tower of spirits this dungeon just looks the exact same it like 
I actually was going to put this as my themeless dungeon because it's just kind of there. Yeah. It doesn't have anything really going on other than like it's translucent floors. So I, I think that this is an obvious answer. Um, the dungeon is a chore. The amount of times that you have to go back and, and do this is just flabbergasting. And the final boss is not good. So I, I mean, yeah, Temple of the Ocean I King. I totally agree. I had Temple of the Ocean King, but I didn't want to list it twice. And I thought it made more sense for the 2D because I couldn't think of another 2D tower. <laughs> so, right. I mean, I had this as my final and I, I totally understand. I get it. Like, yeah, you could do it optimally. But even when you're a speedrunner, you're going back to that dang temple and you're just like ah just i'm ready to fight bellum let's just do that because you have like three different fights with bellum so at that point you're like i'm over it <laughs> i'm done with this dang, dang temple so yeah. i totally get that as it's very valid yep um and and like i said i don't i don't think i mean we all have heard for forever about temple of the ocean king i don't think i need to beat it up anymore <laughs> but you know it's it's not great and i i think this was uh once I remembered, actually, that this is, like, technically a final dungeon, I was just like, you know what? I really like Skykeep, actually. I'm not, <laughs> not going to go with Skykeep. So, there yeah, go. there we go. Um, okay, well, that is our that is our list. And, uh, like, man, this this was tough to yeah, do. This it was, was hard. This was very tough. It was. But. Uh, and, like, again, this isn't just, like, rag on these games or these dungeons because some of them on my list are actually really good and I know they're good. It's just that I don't like them. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's totally fair. Like, I, I mean, I think you look at like ice palace from link to the past. Like that's a totally fine dungeon, right? Yeah. Like that's, that's a fine dungeon. And so is palace of twilight and, uh, you know, spirit tower is okay. I'm looking at my list of dungeons and, and I'm scrolling down and I'm, I'm looking at the ones and I feel like there's only, like two or three that I just like absolutely can't stand. I can't stand sitting in the sky. I I hate Temple of the Ocean King. Uh, I hate the Toke Island sequence. I'm not really a big fan of Lake Bed, but you know, other than that, I feel like most of these are are fine. Like they're, you know, they're they're not awful. They're just yeah up against. There 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 is more dungeons that are better in this in their similar category. Yes, exactly. And that I am actually pretty interested to see what other people's lists are going to be because. Again, it's probably a lot of this is to preference, you know? Yeah, well, I can tell you one thing. After I play the City in the Sky intro, uh, people are going to be agreeing with me. <laughs> Should I put that as the outro, too, so people get double City oh in the God, Sky? Oh, my God, everybody's going to hate can this Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, oh, God. Um, all right, well, we want to see your lists. I'll post the template in the episode notes here. Uh, uh, let us know over on Discord or let us know over on Twitter. Uh, of course, we are at Spateri316 and at Allison Aletha. February 13th is the day. Champions Cast versus Omega Metroid with your impartial referee, Andy Spateri, mediating the event. So that's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to stream. We might have some bubbly. So come join us. And of course, that will be released on podcast form as well if you are unable to make it. But uh, I hope that you do because we're, we're going to have a good time. Um, we're going to get out of here. We, uh, we're going to be back next week talking about all things Zelda, of course, as we are every week. Uh, we want you to check us out over on Podbean and Spotify and iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe and uh, tell that Zelda fan in your life where they can get their weekly Zelda fix. Until next week, friends, take care.